evening, good morning, wherever you are. If you just, if you're watching this on replay, please hashtag replay. I want to know uh, if you had a chance to jump on. I'm curious. This just in after a really neat um, conversation that I had with a client who's been struggling with codependency, not just in her um, personal life with, with men, but also codependency <coughs> with, with clientele. I could totally relate to everything that she was sharing, and I really, really, really wanted to share with you the highlights of, thank you, I wanted to share with you the highlights of the session and the call because it's pretty much, it was like one of those light bulb moments that happened after I heard it, and I was like, holy shit, and I looked at her and I said, I just discovered the root cause of most codependency and why people in codependent relationships don't have the relationship they want. They don't feel chosen. Um, you're going to, Marina, you're going to really resonate with this. And so this is a uh, female who is late 30s, early 40s, I believe, early 40s, and she's beautiful. She coaches, and she um, is stuck because she's showing up constantly codependent, needy in relationships. Does he like me? Oh, is he going to choose me again? You know, these old patterns of saying yes to sexuality just to please, uh, just jumping into bed with the first person because you were chosen. Oh, wow. You know, like what other symptoms are there is, you know, like constantly giving, 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 pleasing. Okay. Sure. All right. Sure. You can date anybody that you want. Sure. I'm cool with everything. In other words, not setting boundaries. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm cool. You want to have a polyamorous relationship? Oh, I'm cool. And I used to, I understand because when I showed up as the insecure avoidant, I was fearful of deeply wanting connection, but afraid of intimacy. So I had one foot in, one foot out, and I would basically lay the ground rules with every relationship saying, Look, I'm not going to be exclusive. I just hope you're okay with that. And there would be two responses. Response number one, which is, sorry, that's I really appreciate that. That's not what I'm looking for. And they would leave. Or they'd be like, yeah, totally cool, when inside they really wanted a secure, uh, monogamous, you know, that kind of thing. They would basically put on a mask or a, a, a face to appease me just so that I wouldn't reject them. And so I would show up a lot uh, as the insecure avoidant in relationships. So, of course, I attracted codependent type of individuals. I was the narcissist. She's the codependent. And it wasn't until I had this colossal breakdown a couple years ago in my, in my last relationship where I had to look and really own my shit. And it was probably from that period of time, it was March of 2018 till March of 2019, like one year ago, where I cried more during that time than I have in my entire life because of the work that I went through to understand why my triggers were the way they were, to go back to my family of origin story and peel it back, to feel things that I didn't want to feel, to go into breath work and start doing breath work to expose things that I didn't even know that were there. Like we have traumas that we've been holding on to throughout our lives that we don't even know are there. So I didn't know what I didn't know, so I went on this journey. And so the whole trigger proof, this whole community is a net result, is the result of not just that journey over the last couple of years, but my entire life as a chiropractor. And so when somebody shows up as the counterpart to me in my relationships, this is really interesting because a lot of codependent women who are struggling with codependency in their partnership, and this is same sex, this is doesn't really matter. It's gender isn't isn't important, but let's just call it masculine, feminine. Okay, doesn't matter. Men, masculine shows up codependent. Feminine shows up codependent. It happens both ways. The principle is the same. So I'm going to use men and women so that you can understand. I want you to hopefully see yourself in it, just for the sake of being brief. Not very politically correct. I understand. So please. Uh, I apologize in advance if you feel offended, the fact that I don't use, you know, the same sex or the gender stuff and all of that. So gender pronouns and all of that. So I'll give you the classic examples because what I want is when you really get this right, 
you now have the foundation of having a healthy relationship. Because now I know we did a session today. We did her first session. She jumped into one of our programs. We did her first session today, and I have absolute certainty that within one year, she's going to have a healthy, secure attachment. If she continues doing her work, it's not about me. This is your work to do. You're the hero. I'm just the guide. So if we walk up this mountain together and you do exactly as you're instructed, there is no way that you won't have what it is that you want. I'm living proof of it. We see it again and again, and here's what it is. She shows up as codependent and needy, and soon as she starts jumping into the program and working on herself, because she's like, what do I say to this? At first, her questions were like, what do I say? He's texting me. I don't want to sound too needy. Should I say, what if he, he now, you know, what, like she was all about that in the beginning, because this is all in your head. What do I got to do? Whenever you're in a situation where you're stuck in relationship limbo or you're in a career limbo and you're asking, what do I got to do? You know that there's an incomplete there. There's a disconnection from yourself because this is not a doing type of thing. When you learn how to connect here with your heart, there's nothing that you have to do. There's no game. There's no strategy. There's just... <sighs> connecting with my heart. Hey, what's up, Laura? It's just, there's nothing to do. You just sit and you feel and you're able to be in your heart. The doing happens through you. Okay, let me say that again. It's not about what do I do? Because those were the questions when she first started. What do I do when they're coming out? And she was, by the way, she was showing up like this in her business as well. Needy of clients, which every practitioner, everyone, every chiropractor graduating from school, every new grad, everybody new and green in the entrepreneurship game, it's normal to have that. It's a scarcity trauma, scarcity mentality. She was living in the world of there's not enough resources and material wealth and money, and there's not enough love. So she's codependent both in work and in her personal life. So this is what she was coming to see me with. And so Soon as she started, she came to the overview experience just a couple weeks ago. Afterwards, she got, gets on a call with me and says, I need to do this. We start working, and as soon as she starts showing up to the group calls, before we did any one-on-one -on -one sessions with her, just by showing up to the group calls and starting that reconnection with the younger parts of her that she abandoned, because that's really what codependency is, your most codepend your codependency is essentially is chronic essentially codependency is chronic self-abandonment we're abandoning ourselves chronically in every moment i want you to imagine what codependency is this is what it is there's a younger part of you that's right there standing right next to you and then there's another person a man let's say or a client or dollars or a shiny new thing okay fame could be anything that thing on the outside that we're fixated on that's what codependency is it's also what narcissism is but i'm going to tell you about that in a moment you turn there and there's a younger part of you and when you reach for that young that thing on the outside what's happening is you're abandoning this part of you so i want you to imagine that have that image i want you to have that image how often do you do that Take a moment and, and just write in the comment section. Engage with me. Don't, don't let this be just grab a popcorn and spectator sport. Write in the comment section right now. Where do I do that in my life? That there's a younger part of me, a wounded child inside, which we all are, by the way. Sometimes you can see it clearly in, a, in other people. Like, for example, Donald Trump, you know, everybody loves me. I love, that's, that's just a wounded child, you know? <laughs> that's it's very obvious we can see it in other people but can we actually see it in ourselves this is the this is the blind spot I'm gonna share share with you the blind spot there here you have this younger self that whenever you reach for this person he texts you or this client you know they're like yes I you know for, for money or whatever you got to do this and this and this and abandon your whole family for the the mighty buck this is what's happening you're reaching for that thing and you're abandoning this little one. This is how she was showing up. And on our first calls, what we have you do is you write your mission statement. What she wrote down in her mission statement, I was like taking notes. I was like listening very intently. 
and going by feel because everything is now by feel now everything for me now is by intuition is by feel like i've i work the work that we do becoming trigger proof what happens is in order to become trigger proof you have to be so connected to your heart and to your higher self and lower self all of it together all parts of yourself to be so connected that you can now finally be inner guided so what I've done is I don't have an agenda. I'm listening for the words that she used and I wrote down a couple. And in her mission statement, she wrote down something because she was constantly feeling that she'd get into relationships and the guy would just leave. She would abandon, always this feeling of abandonment. Give, 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 give. And then in the last minute, eh, it's just not working. And then they would just kind of like, he would just ghost. And here she is feeling like I gave so much. Again, this feeling of chronic chronic disappointment does that resonate with you does that um seem familiar to you so this is how she was so what does she put on her mission statement she puts in um i am a like it's an i am statement that she goes i'm a i'm a partner to a loving husband i'm a i'm a partner to a loving man who adores me I'm like, ah, uh, and I was like, I got this little feeling inside when she said it, and I'm like, ah, uh, she kept reading, but then I wrote this down. I wrote the words down, I want to be adored, because that came up for me. I want to be adored. This is the battle cry, and I realized, and I just had this mind blown, and I had that, and I'm like, I have to tell you this. I have to share this with you so that you, if you're showing up codependent, I have the answer for you. This is the answer. It just blew my mind because as she was saying it, all of these realizations in millions of women and men who show up codependent, they have this desire, I want to be adored because they're so tired of not being chosen. They're like, fuck, if somebody were to just adore me, I just want to be adored. Ah, so then I did this. So then intuitively in my coaching, I just, I, I asked her, I said, okay, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to feel the feelings, and I want to get you to do this as well as you're listening. I want you to feel the feelings. I want to be adored. Take a moment and try it right now. I'm going to do this with you. This is what we do on our group calls. I want you to actually drop in and do this with me. Don't just watch, okay? And you might watch. That's up to you. You're not, you, you might not be a client or whatever, but my clients, I know if I ask you this, you're listening, you're going to drop in and watch. Watch the difference of how this feels. And I had her do it. And it kind of took her a while to sink in, but it got it. She dropped in and I, 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 I said, okay, I want you to drop into your body and feel into this. I want to be adored. So you, she closed her eyes and she's like, oh, I feel adored. Okay, what does it feel like to feel adored? It's like receiving love. And she feels lovable. Okay, great. You got that. Now I flipped it around and I wrote this down. I said, I want you to try this down, try this on. I adore him. I want to adore him. So she tries that on and she was a little bit confused and she's like, okay, adore him. And then she's like, okay, good. And then I asked her, I said, so he, this is your perfect guy right here. I want you to do this. If you're single, you're showing up codependent, try this on. This is this little thing here I'm about to show you is all the difference in your life as we hear ambulances going all around. Drop in and I want you to feel this. I adore him. I adore him. And she closes her eyes. She goes, I adore him. Okay. Oh, all right. I adore him. What does that mean? And then I asked her this question. What do you adore about him? And she goes, oh, okay. I said, yeah, this is your future husband. We start here. You're codependent. You're single. You're not chosen again and again. What do you adore about him? So she closes her eyes, and I literally took mad notes while she was, while she was saying it. So let me share with you some of the things she said. She said, oh, I love who he is in the world. I love that he's so loving. I'm like, okay, good. Look at him. What do you love about him? And I'm asking you to do the same thing. He's so loving. He's got such a good heart. I'm like, great. Describe him to me. He's good to people. He makes me laugh. And she's like smiling. Her body language as she's doing, she's like, mm. 
I'm like, oh, good, keep going. And she and she goes, um, oh, I love the funny, quirky things that are so him. And she was just like, hmm, and her body language was like, hmm, while she was doing all of this, right? Oh, and he's really, um, he's self-aware, he's conscious, he's emotionally available for me, he knows how to hold space for me, and he's good with vulnerability. I'm like, hmm, and I said, just look at him like that, feel into that. I'm like, good, can you feel that adoration you have for him? Great, and then, I asked her, I said, what's the difference? She goes, well, I got some clarity over the type of person I want. Great, that's step number one, you have clarity. Please, please, if you're a codependent and you're showing up again with the same pattern, not feeling chosen, your alluring pattern will be to go and start reaching out and just waiting, waiting for someone to just show you some interest and jump on the first person that, that gives you that and then it's not based on real love. It's transactional based on what he's giving you, which is, oh, he gives me approval. <sighs> okay, good. I'm going to go to the person that gives me approval. Does this resonate with you? Have you ever chosen somebody codependently simply because they just showed you attention and gave you approval? Ultimately, long-term, those aren't fulfilling, okay? That's, that was me. That's a transactional relationship. Now, the codependent side of you doesn't stop for a moment and get in and look from an internal perspective looking out. I asked her, what's the difference? She goes, well, the difference was this time I'm looking outward of what I appreciate about him. I'm like, bingo, that's the blind spot. Codependents usually are there pleasing so that they can receive love that they don't know how to give themselves. That unconsciously is a narcissistic way of being. And the man that is with somebody like that knows that you just want the role filled. Let me know if this is resonating with you. You're with this person because you just want the role filled. You want the boyfriend. You want the husband. You want the ring. It's not a really about him and what you admire, appreciate, acknowledge, adore in him. So he ends up feeling transacted with, which he doesn't feel seen and heard. So I asked her, I said, what's the difference there? She goes, I don't really get it. And she, she had a tough time getting it because she was so knee deep in codependency. She didn't understand what the difference was. She was showing up wanting to be adored. So when you show up wanting to be adored, you start acting in ways for the payback, which is the adoration. You're doing it for the adoration. That's transactional. That underlying is the blind spot of all codependency. The blind spot of your codependency is that it's narcissistic in nature. Every codependent is a hidden narcissist and every narcissist is a hidden codependent. Same thing. It's two sides to the same coin. Now, I'm not talking about the di diagnostic statistical manual of the, uh, you know, the uh, personality disorder, all of that put those aside for a moment. All of those disorders are just adaptations to trauma. I'm saying we all have a part of that within us. We all have an inner narcissist. We all have a inner codependent. The problem is, is not, that's not the problem that we have that. The problem is it's hidden in the shadows. It's in your blind spot. You don't see it. So if you don't see it, you keep showing up as a victim. Why am I such a victim? Why does this person not see me? I give, 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 and I got nothing in return. So many years of just giving, 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 and I get nothing in return. It's really hard. It sucks. It's really hard. And what happens is the blind spot is what she just showed me in her call. And I just said, you know what's different? And I looked at, looked at my situation. And I'm not saying the finish line. I just got married a few years ago, a few weeks ago. And I promised myself, I thought I was never going to get married 
because the women would consistently show up as codependent as a match for my narcissism. Obviously, we're a perfect match. So I can own that within myself. I'm not blind. That's not a blind spot for me anymore. I see it. I see my narcissism. I see my codependency and I'm okay with both of them, but I'm watching them both so that they don't take over my whole fucking life. That's the key. It's not that you have it. You are a narcissist. You are a codependent. We are everything. But but if they're in my blind spot, then they are driving the bus of my life, which no relationship works in that in a healthy way with that. So what I got her to see was that every single time a woman would show up, I could sense that she had the agenda of being chosen. I could sense that she had the agenda of a ring of whatever. I would be like, eh. and I told her, I said, it's kind of like guys showing up for you with you on a date with the agenda of sleeping with you. And that's all they care about. Do you actually feel, do you really want to fuck them when it's like that? N not really. What happens is intimacy is when you truly feel seen by the other person, like understood, like, wow, you're such a, you who you are in the world is amazing. You're so loving. You have such a good heart. These are all the things she wrote down in the trait that she wants. You make me laugh. You're, 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 you're like this quirky thing that's, that's so you. You're good with vulnerability and you're so conscious and you're empathetic and you hold space and you really see me and I love and appreciate that about you. If she were to take that on and show up in a relationship, the guy will be like, here, I need, let me put a ring on it. I, 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 don't, I can't live without you. Why? Because he feels seen, not used as a fucking placeholder, which is how codependence, codependent people show up. Your role in my life, this is what codependency is. Your role in my life is to adore me and to see me and to make me and to not have me feel those horrible wounds that I felt from my father. You're here to rescue me from that. Sorry. Nobody really wants to commit to that. And, and, and their level of commitment will be all dependent on your level of commitment to really seeing you and healing from those patterns, which did not start with you. They started long before this relationship and the previous relationship and the one before that. <coughs> the relationships were, that were fractured and incomplete with your primary caregivers are modeled and repeated through every relationship of your life. So she was like, oh my God, this is why you don't have the relationship you want. Because you're showing up in the codependency as I want to be adored, which is narcissistic. And it can be felt. If I'm in a relationship with you, you can totally tell if I just am in this relationship just so that you can adore me. That's fucking irritating. You couldn't stay like, ugh. you'll be like, get away. And you'll be end up, you'll end up being transactional too towards me. Here's the interesting part. It was showing up in her work relationships too with clients as a coach. Now, I had to sit there and chuckle because probably for the first half of my career, well, I'd say for the first 80%, 90%, let, let me, let me, let, let Tell the truth, all of my career, <laughs> I have been showing up as wanting to play this role of Dr. Nima so that people could adore me, basing my self-worth on how many likes I have, how many followers, how many people giving me testimonials saying, oh my God, you've changed my life. I was doing it for that purpose. And so that's codependency. That's because I didn't have it within myself. So I show up that way and how do my clients, how do people feel? Yeah, sh the, the, the unconscious ones will start, you know, yay, Dr. Nima and do that and put me on a pedestal. But the ones who are conscious can see right through it and go, ah, this motherfucker is just doing it for the fame. He's just doing it to be loved. And I was just like, oh my God, this is big. 
instead of doing it to get adoration from my clients, I shifted it. And when I made this small shift, which I'm telling you right now, this is a small shift that will change everything for you in your business relationships and why you don't have the relationship you want is that I wanted to be adored by my clients and now I want to adore my clients. This was the distinction. I want to adore my clients. I want to get to know them. When they reached out to me before, Dr. Nima, can you help me? Uh, I would jump on a call with them and say, okay, let's, let's see if we can get you in and start my program right away. I was so desperate showing up like a needy chick in a bar, please take me, that when someone just showed this little bout of interest, I'm like, okay, let's sleep together. Let's go. And that was not conducive to healthy relationships with my clients. It was based on neediness. It was based on codependency. And it's not their fault. It's not my fault. I was completely unconscious. And I shifted it now. And everything has changed as far as scarcity goes, as far as abundance goes, as far as love goes. I shifted it to I want to adore my clients. And here's the neat part about it. Now, when people reach out, I don't take them on right away. I say, great, tell me what's going on. Fantastic. Some of you have already reached out. You've been wanting to work with us. I don't just jump on a call with you. Can we talk, Dr. Nima? Mm, please watch this training first. See what comes up for you and tell me your biggest uh, tell me your biggest breakthroughs. Tell me what takeaways you found from watching this. And then, then we get into conversation, kind of like dating getting to know you. I don't jump into bed with you. You want to be a client of mine? I'm not going to jump into bed with you right away. I want to know you a little bit. I want to adore you first. I want to see what you're about. I want to see what you want to I'm going to teach you some of my fucking goods. This shit is life-changing. This shit will transform humanity and there's only one of me and small amount small team that we have. So now I become very selective. I now, I'm like, what are you going to do with this work? Ah, you're going to help other people. Ah, now I'm interested because you're like, I'm getting to know you. Now, why? Because I want to adore you before I teach you all of these freaking, this badassery. And it's pure badassery. I want to teach it to you, but I want to adore you first. So what's my in engagement and interaction with clients? Tell me what's what's bothering you. Share, would you care to share? Do you, do, you, do you feel safe? You've been following my content for a while. Send me a private message. Tell me everything that's been going on. I'm curious if you trust me. I'm not going to publicize it. It's private. But I want to know if this is something I can live with because it's not an automatic that I'm going to take you in. Tell me more. Ah, you're dealing with this anxiety. Ah, you're codependent in your relationships. Ah, makes sense. Tell me about what, what's your relationship like with your mother. Oh, you haven't spoken to your mother for six years. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, tell me a little bit more. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, here's what I got. Watch this training. And then tell me the top three takeaways that you got from it. Half the people, guess what happens? They don't watch the training. Perfect. You're not my client. I don't, I don't adore you because you're not hungry to learn more. I want you hungry. I want you realizing what you have here. These tools are basically going to completely revolutionize your entire life. Your experience of life completely changes. I've had Laser today, one of my clients who I adore, say, I had a, I stood there. He had a, he's like a 26 year old son. He's never had a heart to heart with him. He said, just last week, I had a heart to heart with my son and he cried and I just held space for him. And it was the most beautiful experience because I've been disconnected from my son. But now that th with this work, I can now empathize with him and hold space for him. And I feel my feelings because I didn't know I had feelings. I didn't know I had feelings. I love him. And he says, I high five. I have a win. You know what I mean? Because you've shown your vulnerability to me. You, 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 I'm privileged to know some of that stuff. So I love you. And there's a back and forth. He reached out. I'm like, okay, watch this. Wow, you want more. So some of the people are like, they watch the training. By the way, if you haven't seen the training yet, it's the Becoming Trigger Proof training. Send me a DM. I'll send it to you. It's powerful. Uh, I'll give you the promo code if you haven't watched it already. Everybody in this, I've sent it. If you're new here and you haven't seen it, let me know. I'll give you the promo code. Watch it. It's 90-minute training that teaches you how to, the steps that you need to take in order to handle your triggers and not be so 
governed by what other people think of you to be able to so that you can create healthy secure attached relationships not just in friendships not just in romantic partnerships but with your family and your friends as well it's the most coolest thing the people who watch message me and are like oh my god that just blew my mind what's it what's i really want to work with you i really want to work with you i'm like okay i understand that's cool here's what we got perfect like they tell me their breakaways they tell me their, sorry their takeaways and now i'm like oh they're paying attention i like you you're getting it because this is not nema doing your work this is you doing your work so i'm your teacher i'm your guide you're the hero so if i just give you a couple little things i'm testing you if you're going to be a good client or not if i give you like content to watch and then tell me your takeaways then you do you watch it and then you tell me your takeaways i'm like oh this person's coachable i couldn't work with you this will be a good possibility then they'll watch that and they'll have more questions then i might say hey listen we're having a workshop coming up why don't you come and do the breath work right now you're having weird you're having scarce you're worried about investing i get it it's covid time you're worried about investing your husband hasn't worked for a while there's all these scarcity fears. I totally understand. You are, you're not sure. I've tried everything. How is this going to be different? Cool. We have a $20 breathwork session. You come and spend three, four hours with me. At the end of that, you get a taste, and yet you've, you've just invested three, four hours and 20 bucks. By the end of that, if you're like, I really don't like the work. It's not for me. It's too scary to go and connect with my inner child. I'm not ready for that. It's, there's a lot of painful stuff that I don't want to face yet. I now understand, ooh, anxiety, I was looking for a quick fix, and you're now I'm, you're telling me that I gotta work on it. Okay, I'm not ready for that. Great, okay, come to the next one maybe, maybe in a month, cool. You're gonna stew on that a little bit, watch some more of these contents. I'm gonna do one, at least one a day, hopefully, if I'm not too busy, I wanna come and add value here. One a day, you come in and you keep paying attention, you keep listening to that, fuck that, Nima guy triggers the shit out of me. Oh, I want to stay away. But now after a few, I see that he means well, even though he says some really triggering things that are really getting under my skin and I just want to punch him. I hear that too, and that's okay. I can't deny this anymore. I'm ready now. That's what happens. Sometimes it takes you a couple times. Maybe come to the next breathwork session. You Very little investment. You come check it out, or you might be ready. Okay, I did the breathwork. That freaked me out I'm ready to go deeper cool we have the overview experience that's coming up May 31st this month at the end of the month five hours where we deep dive into those painful wounded parts we've abandoned this persistent self-abandoning that you have done with your codependency do you want to go reconnect with her or him great I'm gonna guide you there you're doing the work I'm guiding you. And so we have like a community of people who are all doing it together, which in and of itself is pretty fucking badass. Once you experience it and then you're like, oh my God, I felt safe. Okay, now I'm ready. Perfect. So now when you jump on a call with me, you've done some things, you've shared with me some of the results, the tangible results you've already experienced with the few little things like the content that we have right now, the workshops that you've come to, the little stuff that I've suggested here and there, you've come back and you're like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to do the work. Ah, good. Thank you. Here's a person that's not going to make me their hero. They're taking on the role of the hero and they're wanting to walk the path with us. <sighs> I adore you now. Now we have a relationship. So this can only happen when I first fully see and resource myself. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired 
to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. When I do that, I don't show up needy for you. I show up curious with you. Curious. Instead of wanting to take just anyone on, which I used to do, and every time I've done that, I've regretted it <laughs> when I didn't listen to that voice. Uh, maybe they're not the right fit. Now we get to test each other out to see if it's a fit, which is the opposite of codependency because it's holding yourself as a container first, knowing who you are, having your boundaries, having your principles, knowing what you want first, rather than not having any of those and going, please choose me, which is normal. It's a normal way for us to start in relationships, in our businesses, but that's our work to do. Our parents usually don't know how to teach us that. Our partners or you know, our other people aren't there to teach us that. And if we don't learn ourselves, if we don't take it on and say, I want to learn how to become trigger proof. I want to heal my old wounds. I want to take this past, my resentments and all of that stuff I've been burying and all of these feelings that I've been stuffing in a box and suppressing very, very wisely so that I don't have to deal with them, which are giving me anxiety. I'm ready to take ownership of them now. Why now? Well, when? When's a better time than now? When? When the COVID thing's done, I'll get around to it next year. Do you know that every, every single person that I've got on a call with who said this, this thing, you know what? It, now's not a good time, but in three months, things will be better. Maybe in the new year. It never happens. Never. Never happens when you say that. Because three months from now, you have a whole new series of excuses. These are all egoic excuses that, from fear that you don't want to actually deal with those things. So you'll do counseling, you'll do psychotherapy, you'll do all of those external things to avoid actually going in and meeting and reconnecting with that inner child and shifting the story and getting into your body from a felt sense. I did tons of Demartini work and cognitive work and landmark and all that. And I realized it was also that I didn't have to feel those feelings of a young child. And when I stopped doing that and I reconnected and joined and chose that one first, my, well, I'm married and I have a secure attachment. And <clears throat> not only, it's not that I went in saying, I want to be adored. It's that I chose somebody that I actually look in her eyes and I look at her behavior and demeanor. And I, I just, I'm like, oh my God, I adore her and I see her. And for the first time I've met somebody who sees me as well, sees the traits in me and sees what I'm up to, sees the work that I do and actually adores me, but not because I'm just a placeholder for her as a partner as somebody to quell her from the feelings of loneliness. It was a totally different vibe. And I was like, dude, I got to put a ring on it. Here, let's, I'm putting a ring on it. End of discussion. This is a non-negotiable. You're going to marry me. It's like, I want you. Like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. That's who comes to you. It's not waiting for the person to do that. It happens as a result of you being that for yourself. You've heard that. It sounds pretty cliche, but it's actually true. If you don't go all in with you and reconnect with those wounded parts of you and heal those unhealed open loop relationships, please do not expect anyone to do that for you. And you can't bypass this process. You can't just say you're doing it and avoid going into feeling those feelings. I know so many people, super successful, ultra successful women, but they still want the other person to see them. 
and they're not ready to do their own healing work. And if you're in a relationship limbo, not knowing whether you should stay or you should go, this is the perfect time to put them aside for a moment, not to oust them from your life, but to just say, I'm going to put a pause on needing anything from you. And I'm going to discover what it is that I need from you. And I'm going to actually go all in with learning how to give it to myself. And it's not easy. And your ego will resist. And your childlike state will want the other person to come and rescue you. Can't happen. And why you don't have the relationship that you want is because you have yet to take those steps. You're wanting to be adored instead of shifting it to, I want to adore them and getting yourself into the body of who it is that you want to adore. What do you adore about them? And when you're with that person and you finally get them into your life to be able to actually say, wow, I adore this about you. I, this is why I adore you. How do you think that other person feels seen and heard? And if you can have another human being seen and heard better than anyone else, they will never want to leave. That's just how it works. They, they, they want to be around. They want to be around. People want to be, people go to where they're appreciated the most, not where they are used to play as a placeholder. And most codependency is an unconscious narcissism of wanting that person to adore you when you don't know how to do it for yourself. Hopefully that came that that this is resonating with you. Let me know if this resonates. Um, if this resonates, oh, I haven't read some of this stuff. Sounds challenging. Five love language. When we adore ourselves, then the needy need to want to be adored miraculously vanishes. Absolutely, Laura. I spent three and a half years in a relationship, two verbal compliments during that time, and I wanted more, and I really don't feel it was because I needed to be adored or codependent on him. feel good about myself as I know how to do that for myself. People still do compliment each other. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, when about the love languages framework when you mention your question good good I'm glad that this is bringing up um, I'm glad that this is bringing up uh, some some feelings for you because everything that I'm sharing with you comes through me through the conversations that I have with the people that I'm helping that I'm blessed to help by the way if you're just jumping on the shift that I have with clients is I don't take clients on anymore unless I adore them and I adore them through, there's just a little back and forth first. Let's, let's date first before we jump into bed. <laughs> before, you, before I take you on, which is jumping into bed, let's just, let's see how well, how coachable you are. Are you gonna cower when I challenge you? Because I'm gonna challenge you, I'm gonna look you in the eye, I'm gonna say quit being such a fucking idiot sometimes. Not, not always, but when I, I'm like that with some sometimes not it depends I'm getting better with refining my message and I have been known to be a little rough around the edges and I'm learning too. I'm getting better um, but when you finally go all in with this you will have the relationships you want you will have an access to your heart your emotions and then people will be able to see you people will be able to feel you you won't feel so misunderstood by other people. You won't expect other people to understand you because you understand yourself. And then all of a sudden you put the oxygen mask on you first. You're a better parent. You're a better lover. You're more intimacy. You can heal your anxiety. <sighs> you're in your body. And so that's the gift of this work. And uh, everything I'm sharing with you is coming through uh, from, from the conversations that we have with our clients, from the I mean, we're climbing up a mountain right now. You're here privy to the fact that we're climbing up this Mount Everest of creating secure attachments, creating sense of abundance from the scarcity. There's not enough money. There's not enough love. I'm here to tell you all that is an illusion. It's a state in the body. And that your work to, to change all of this on the outside with love, relationships, wealth, all of that is to change it here. It was a year and a half ago where I was alone it was Christmas time. I had no, I'd just broken up with somebody. I felt alone. My family was around the world. And I was like, my, this, my condo here was rented out on Airbnb. And so I was living, co-living with some friends with my dog. And I wasn't really connected to my purpose and my work and all of that stuff. I wasn't, it wasn't really here. And I was sitting there going, 
holy crap, I feel so alone. I feel there's such a scarcity. There's such a scarcity of love and there's such a scarcity of, of clients. There's such a scarcity of all this stuff, money, everything. I had all of it. Everything that I'm talking about that you're, I had all of it. And I knew that I had to create that feeling inside here first. So I had to go back and heal that relationship with my younger self consistency and I created the overview method is, is a active meditation that takes a trigger and goes to the younger self heals that brings it up connects to an inner voice that you've been blinded from because you don't know what's inside of you. you don't know what your intuition is you've lost it all you reconnect with that bring that here and your next move is presented and as I practiced that and made that a priority, I invested my time, effort, resources in learning and getting the mentoring, the guidance. And now I have an amazing wife. By the way, check her um, for her Facebook uh, page. We just had our uh, photos from the wedding just, just come up. They're just absolutely adorable. If you look, you can actually see. And you can if you look at our pictures, you can feel that there's love there. You can actually feel it by watching. I checked. I looked at the photos. I'm like, yeah, you can feel our love there because it's not a bullshit. Where I watch, I look at many uh, of uh, like wedding photos and it's just like, it's like eh, it's it's a it's a pretense. It's a pretending because we're so dissociated. We're you know we're getting married because it's a show because we think we should. It's a show. That was my first wedding. It was a show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this time is like completely different. We did it in COVID time, you know. And it's like we had just a few people there. My parents were there. It was just a lovely day, and it was it was. And the first one was spent tons of money. We had all these people. It was glamorous. We had great food and all that shit. This one was a tiny little thing. It was, and it was like a billion times better because it was here. You know, I'm different. You know, I'm a different person, you know. And my ex-wife was actually present on the Zoom call. <laughs> she spoke as well, you know, saying, you know, congratulations and all of that stuff. So... What you get when you do it, you have the relationship that you want and dare I say it, I'm going to say it right now, as far as business, abundance, all of that, I've never had more abundance than I do now and the last three months has been a global crisis. That, not to say that it wasn't challenging, it was like I had to cancel like six events. I was like all geared up, ready to go, all these events and then boom. Nope, can't do events anymore. Had to cancel all of these. Well, not cancel, postpone all of these events. What the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, my gosh. Boom, drop in. And now created this group sharing you know, this, these tools, doing the work, living my life, and actually abundance is coming through me because I'm connected to those younger parts of me. I've healed that lack of safety feeling in my body. Without doing that, nothing on the outside is going to change. I'm so grateful to be guiding you through it. We have breath work coming up this month. Put these, note these dates down. Send me a DM if you want the link. We only have a limited spacing. We have, I'll tell you, May the, I'll say it to you right now, May the 24th is a Sunday. We have our next breath work and badassery, which is inner child meditation plus breath work plus a bunch of sharing. will blow your mind if you haven't done it. That's only 20 bucks US. And on the 31st is the overview experience, the five-hour deep dive into healing those primary attachment wounds that are messing up and that you're repeating in all of your daily lives. And I'm going to just walk you through it, just taking you through and just see how you like it. You might not like it. You might not be ready, and that's okay. We've had people do breath work, which I want to acknowledge. Jen, she did the breath work two months ago, and it, she had a panic attack in the middle of it. She got scared. She was like, oh, my God, because she confronted a part of her she was ashamed of. Boom, got scared, and oh, my gosh, like she, she, she had to quit, cut out, and she just like, like panicking for like six hours. Guess what she did? She came back the following month and she goes I know what the fuck I know what it was I'm going to confront it I can't keep running she came back reconnected with her younger self and had a completely different experience you might have the same I don't know I don't know what's coming up who knows what's going on in your nervous system it's wise for you to explore it's wise for you to look into it that's really what it's about why is this important 
so that you can get the relationships you want, so that you can feel abundant and purposeful in the work that you do, because you have 18 to 20,000 days left on this planet if you're in your mid-40s. <laughs> if you're earlier, you have 21, 22, 23,000 days left. You get to have a say on how those days are going to be. And it's all about how deeply connected you are to here. And when you are, people can feel it from you. I hope you can feel it from me, how much I adore dropping truth bombs here and having you guys, um, having you really get something out of it. And, and then make, even just by following the, 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 the content, even if you haven't invested in anything or just by showing up and listening and shifting your thinking and going into your body a little bit more and paying attention and pausing and breathing and widening the space between stimulus and response and asking yourself, hmm, I wonder where that's coming from and going, ah, wow, this isn't about you. This is about my mom. I got it. And, and like widening that space. The wider that space between stimulus and response, the better you can design and create your life. Ooh, that's a good quote. Can somebody write that down? The wider the space you have between stimulus and response, the, 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 the more readily you're able to create and design your life because you're not run by unconscious patterns that just choose for you. You get to choose. So giving you some deep, deep love. Thank you for showing up. Thank you, 24th. Oh, Yanni, this would be the next day for you. So May 25th for you Aussies. Um, May, uh, June 1st for you Aussies. So those are the two dates. Write them down, show up. Yanni, you keep showing up. You keep showing up. You keep doing the work. You keep doing it. And every time I'm seeing, I'm watching you, I see your, 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 your life, your relationship. I see Dusty, your relationship with Dusty, your playfulness, your fun just is expanding. And I can honestly say you're a client, you work with us, you're in the community. I adore you. I adore you. I adore Dusty. I love, I love so many of you. It's such a privilege to be able to, to guide you down that path. And um, yeah, I love you. See you.